we have a crisis in the world, tremendous crisis, and also crisis in our consciousness, in us. I see the urgency of change, radical revolution, mutation in the mind. I see it. It is necessary. There is complete quietness of the mind, and that which is silent has vast space. Only then that which is nameless comes into being. This is Urgency of Change, the Krishnamurti podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Urgency of Change. This week's episode is Krishnamurti in conversation with Donald Ingram Smith, entitled Awareness is a Mirror in Which the Movement of Thought is Perceived. Next week's episode is an interview by Wilfred Thomas. This is a podcast from Krishnamurti Foundation Trust. Please see our official YouTube channel for hundreds of video and audio recordings of full talks and carefully chosen extracts. We are a non-profit charity and rely on your support to continue to preserve and make Krishnamurti's work available. If you enjoy our podcast, please consider leaving a review. Donald Ingram Smith was a well-known Australian Broadcasting Corporation broadcaster from Sydney. For many years, he was involved with the recording of Krishnamurti's talks in Australia and India. He also hosted a radio program on Krishnamurti. Ingram Smith first met Krishnamurti in 1949, and his memoirs of the times he spent with Krishnamurti through to his death are published in the book Creative Happiness, A Journey with J. Krishnamurti. This conversation was recorded in Ojai, California in 1977. Krishnamurti asked whether all of consciousness is made up of its content. Can thought be aware of itself? Is whatever thought has created reality? Intelligence is not a product of thought. Thought has limited itself, made itself a fragment. Attention is a summation of all energy. I would like to talk over with you to probe into the essence of awareness, what the essence of consciousness actually is. And may I open up what I see so that we may come to the question that I'm attempting to ask. I am aware, I see, that awareness is not mine, that every person, every animal, for its safety, is aware, that the physical organism is alert to any danger and responds instantly to any loud noise, to any approach of danger. And awareness of feelings, inward awareness of pleasure and pain, every animal has this too. So awareness is not different in me. It is the source of survival, but it is also the source, it seems, of intelligence, to be aware. If I'm not aware of something, I don't act intelligently in relationship to it. And to the extent that I am aware outwardly and inwardly of my actions and my living, When they match the situation, this is intelligence, would seem. Awareness, then, is consciousness, but unlike thought, which is part of consciousness and sequential in time, being aware is whole, is immediate, has no specifics, no borders, and no limitation. 
My question is, can the mind, can consciousness be thinking, be aware of thinking rather, can the mind and consciousness be aware of thinking without further thoughts arising? And why do they arise? In other words, awareness is a different kind of consciousness from thinking. I'm not quite sure I understand that question. Right. Can consciousness, the mind, be aware of thinking, be aware of its thinking, without other thoughts arising? Uh -huh. So if you agree or can think over this problem together, first of all, consciousness is not all consciousness made up of its content. Without its content there is no consciousness. And power and the content is put together by thought. Yes. Which makes up consciousness. And you can use the word mind to convey all that. But I think we better stick to the word consciousness and right. bringing in the mind for the moment. Yes. So consciousness is its content, and its content makes up consciousness. Memories, experiences, its knowledge, all the structure and the nature of thought, the uh, the churches, the rituals, the bishops, the archbishops and the popes and the Hindu temples and the Muslim temples, all that is put together by thought. Yes. I think that's fairly clear. Yeah, it is. No, just And thought being limited, as we were saying this morning in that discussion earlier. Yes, that's right. Thought being limited, whatever it does, it's still fragmentary. Right. And you're asking whether awareness, which is not the product of thought, if it is not the product of thought, is that awareness a perception of the whole? Right. If we both of us see that the consciousness and thought are fragmentary, and that everything that thought creates is fragmentary, thought then cannot possibly be aware of the whole, of, of the whole being, the whole whole of existence. It can be aware of itself as movement and time. It can be aware of, of itself as a movement in time. 
That is, I, I think I am going tomorrow. From here to there. And measurement is comparison, imitation, conformity. And all that is the movement of thought in time and measure. And part of the, probably the whole of the structure of consciousness is this movement. And when, when we say we are aware, as you pointed out earlier about animals and the rest of it, Is thought aware of itself? Can thought be aware of itself? Itself, that's one point. Is thought, or can thought, be aware of itself, watch itself in movement, or is awareness is like a mirror in which the movement of thought is seen? Right. You see the point? Yeah, there are two. Either thought, uh, thought is aware of itself as movement and time. Can it be? Can it be? Is that possible? Or is awareness a highly polished mirror in which the movement of thought is, is seen. There are two points in this. Can thought be aware of itself? It seems to me that when thought watches itself, thought stops. We are asking, can thought be aware of itself? Mm. Because awareness implies... But thought, if thought is moving, can it be aware of itself? Yes, that's what we say. Thought is always moving. That's right. But can From we... one thing to another. Oh, and endlessly. Endlessly moving. Yeah. Can that be aware of itself? Which implies that thought... can see itself as movement, which means it can see itself as a movement after creating an image about it, or having come to a conclusion that it must see itself, then it can Imagine that it sees itself. Yes. Surely that is not awareness of, of thought being aware of itself. We are asking for awareness, we are saying rather, not asking, yes. that awareness is a mirror in which thought is thought as movement is perceived. I'll show you what I mean. One is aware that one is conforming. Right. 
to a certain pattern or certain according to certain beliefs or a conclusion of, about action and acting one can see that very clearly that conformity is taking place uh, we know that is not awareness that is a reasoned a conclusion that conformity what is the implications of conformity and how thought conforms first you create the image then conform to that image whereas we are saying awareness is a mirror a mirror in which there is no distortion distortion exists when there is a, a direction or when there is choice so awareness is a mirror in which thought is seen like or as in relationship with another you see your reactions you are attitudes your responses to that person that's right weird so awareness it seems to me is something that is not cultivated is not an end product but rather as you are aware of the world about you the nature and the animals and so on you are aware of the color of your shirt your trousers and so on watching it's implied to see actually see the color of the trousers which are, which are blue mm-hmm. and to observe without calling it blue without giving it a name and to merely watch it without the observer who is the who is put together by thought as the me the perceiver right so we are saying is there a possibility of observing without the name without all the implications involved in the name in the form just to observe without any distortion that observation is awareness right so to observe oneself without any distortion one of the difficulties seems to be having one of the difficulties seems to be that in this real world that i see around me the people and the nature and the hills and valleys the real world in which i live is for me what i think it is usually what Now, you see yes what i see but then but what you no, hear what you yes sir, but the point i'm wanting to clear if i can is but i don't seem to realize this reality as i know it i don't seem to realize it that it is what i think about it usually is that what i 
I understand what you're trying to say. Is it what you think it is? No, no. I mean, this is what I carry with me, though. I carry with me um, my sensing about all this. Yes, I'm, I know, I understand that. I'm saying that, I'm asking you. Is the world what you think it is? No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is that what I think it is becomes the reality for me. Yes, yes, yes. The, what you think about the world is, is, a re reality is your reality or is what you imagine, what you think, what you feel, what you perceive as... And we take that for reality, is what I'm saying. Ah, ha, ha. I understand. We take that for reality, because I don't really know the other, therefore I take what I sense, what I feel so, about. So we have to really go into the question of what is reality. Right. Not what you think is reality, right. but what is reality. Yes. Would you say... Reality, which is, you know, it comes from reality, comes from the word race, thing, a thing, thing. Yeah. Would you say whatever thought has created is reality? It is my reality. No, no, not your. Whatever thought has created. This house? This house. Mm. It has a reality. It, it is real, yes. actual. Actual, I can... There's the floor, there's the roof, there are the walls, windows, doors. Sure. The reality of a Christian belief, mm -hmm. with all the... And it has tremendous effects. Tremendous, oh yes, I mean all that mm. paraphernalia and all that superstitious business. And whatever thought has created in all the religions is a reality. You go to church, you see the Mass, you participate in the rituals, you, um, the wafer, the, all that, including the image, the symbol, the Christ, all that is the product of thought. Yes. Plus the way I live in according to it. Or Perhaps you way according to you live according to it or not according to it. Right. Um, yes. So thought creates reality. Whatever right. it creates is reality. Yes. Including illusion. Of course. Including all the neuroticisms, all the beliefs and all, all that is still part of thought. Yes. So we can say all that is actual. Right. Which is reality. But it can all reality. be wrong. Huh? It can all be wrong. It, of course, as I, I said that, yeah. illusion, yeah. and it can be right or wrong. It's all part of that structure called reality. But nature... The tree is not created by thought. Right. But that tree can be made into a chair. But the, and the chair is a reality created okay. by thought. Yes. Yes. Quite right. right. So either man lives with actuality, reality. Yes. Hmm? Which means no distortion of reality. 
which means I see, one sees actually the, the reality of a church, bishops, all the rest of it, yes. rituals, uh, all the dogmas, all that, is product of thought. Yes. Thought is limited. Right. Therefore, all religions become fragmented. Mm. Yes. Therefore, it's not truth. Right, and thought being sequential, it's it's yes, it continues. It continues. So, thought. I mean, reality has nothing whatsoever with truth. 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 Truth, you can say, is that which is. Yes. That which is, right. Mm-hmm. That is. That's all. This is actual. The chair made out of the a tree. tree, which is not. The tree is not the product of thought, but the chair is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to see that the chair is actual, it is there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And to see. All religions, all beliefs, all nationalities, all this division that's going on in the world is the product of thought. To see that and act upon it, act, act upon it in the sense not to belong to any of that, the, the freedom of that is truth. Freedom from the false, freedom from the false in the sense, the false ideas about it, the false um, beliefs, because all beliefs are false. Mm, right. All beliefs are neurotic. And the feelings about it too are included in that. All way. that. Yes. Feelings, uh, aspirations involved in all that. All that. But when the mind, when the whole structure of the mind including the intellect and all the rest of it, the brain, when it's free free from the false attributes we have given right. to thought, false attributes which thought has brought about, my envies, greeds, fears, ambitions, all the rest of it, when there is freedom from all that completely, then there is truth. So, having seen the revelation of this, let's let one sees the fact of this, the fact of it. But this insight, can one stay with this insight rather than attempting to go beyond it? No, no. Because there's a no, tendency. Moment. Sir, look. We said all the attributes which we have given to reality. The, uh, all the attributes of oneself, that is, I am jealous, I must be this, I must not be that, and I am a great man, I am a little man, I am anxious, fearful, I want pleasure, I hope there's security, I want God. All that is a reality. Mm. Right. The thought has created yes. But when I perceive this, mm-hmm. 
they're seeing well, not you but when oh, there is a perception of it. thank you when when this when it is seen to be true yes as as fact and therefore the insight into it gives brings freedom i re- one realizes when has lived in illusion yes. if there is a perception of the fact that you are living in an illusion which is dangerous because it destroys the world destroys me destroys you destroys the world when there is a perception of that danger there is freedom from it yes and that freedom brings that freedom is inside which brings about freedom i know no i have i have not made it clear one sees the irrationality of living a life that is so utterly meaningless stupid confused when one sees that that is brought about through movement of thought as time and measure and sees the illusory nature of it actually mm-hmm. uh, there is freedom the seeing is the inside and if you say can one remain can the mind remain with that inside that's what i'm asking. i know can the mind remain with that inside when you ask that question you're saying remain means time yeah. yes sir i meant the state the, the movement of mind that sees that why why that that's the, the state of mind the 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 no sir no what you are really asking is if i may interpret it sir. what you're really asking is is inside timeless that's what i'm asking huh what not I'm, not what i'm seeing not is it a continuous movement hmm. not can the mind remain with it quite right nothing to do with that no so is inside which is not thought and thought is time and measure yes. movement so inside is timeless is there's no time it doesn't say i mean that inside it doesn't say tell you i must continue right this raises a, a crucial point in the normal living of the normal person daily life daily life is that i don't know how i will live in the future then i don't know how i will live in the future then what do you mean future oh tomorrow yeah I what mean, do you I mean i don't know how yeah. my livelihood or what my yes will be. yes but can i avoid sort of taking any action or giving any thought to secure a future for myself because somehow or other i one wants the insight the living essence of perception but one also thought comes back to about the future even the future of the school here about the future movements can one live in this state of timelessness timelessness is that what you're asking i think that's what i'm asking are you sure yes sir I've come to it. I wasn't asking that earlier, but I am now. Are you asking 
in daily life, yes. married or unmarried, mm. girl or boy, having a job mm. and so on, in relationship with each other, can one live with with this with this intelligence which is timeless? That's what I'm asking. That is the question. I the uh, intelligence being inside. Right. I understand your question. Yes. I know. Perception the same as inside. Yes. Yes. I perceive suddenly something clearly. Right. That is my daily life. One's daily life <coughs> is very confused, mm. miserable, sorrowful, <coughs> boring, fragmented, fragment all the rest of it. And at the same time, have this intelligence operating. Mm. Impossible. Of course. Because mm. this daily life mm, mm. is remembrances, yes. memories, mm. experiences, knowledge, technically, and so on, so on, is the movement of thought. Quite right. Out of memory, it's response. <coughs> and we are saying intelligence is not a product of thought. Right. So the movement of thought is totally unrelated to the other. But if but when <coughs> in daily life I'm not jealous there is no jealousy, there is no anger, there is no hatred, there is no I am this and you are that, I am British, I am all the rest of the ugly business, then the intelligence of uses thought in action. Yes. This is intelligence, this awareness, it seems to take place when the mind is empty. But is there something more than just this emptiness? The emptiness, the void, seems not to be a space with nothing in it, but uh, it seems to be rather void of qualities of attributes rather than of nothingness. No, I wouldn't use the word nothingness. But, sir, listen, we said reality, the, reali the meaning of reality comes from the Latin race, things. Yes. Thing. Yes. When you say nothing, no, no, not a thing. Yeah. Which means thought is not functioning. Right. Hmm? Right. And therefore, a different state altogether. Hmm? It's not nothingness. It is not. It's not anything that I recognize either as being nothing or everything. Right. Quite right. So, what is the question you are asking? Where no knowledge is. Where? Where no knowledge is, or no thinking is. Ah no, no, you are mixing. Well, go ahead, sir. Yeah. Is the is the state of the mind 
that is utterly unknown to me, the state of mind which is unknown, with sort of no time, no space. No, sir, may I put it May I? Please do. The actual, let's start with the fact, not... Not the illusion. Huh? Yeah. Which is our minds, most people's minds, are a jungle of words, contradictory thoughts, say one thing, do another, and so on, so on, anxious, fearful, sorrow, all that. That's the fact. Now, can a mind which is so confused, seeking security, can the mind, can such a human being have a mind that's empty? Can't. When I'm listening to you, when I'm actually paying attention attention to you, Mm -hmm. there doesn't seem to be anything in the mind. No, because the speaker mm, makes things very clear. Right. How he acts as a mirror in which you are seeing yourself. Quite right. When you are seeing yourself, obviously there is nothing in your mind. So if I was listening, say, to Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, isn't the state of mind a similar state? Not quite. Ah. There, music, Beethoven, almost all, By his music, he's pushing away from you all the turmoil. You know, for the moment, it's like, sir, may I say... Swimming in sound. Huh? Swimming in sound. Yes. May I say it's like a child who is naughty and give him an excellent toy, complicated toy. For about an hour he'll be very quiet, because the toy has absorbed him. And the music absorbs me. Yeah. Here, on the contrary, he says, don't be absorbed by the speaker. You're really absorbed, in a sense, by your going with what is being you are you are listening attentively. Hmm? Mm. See, in that state, you are not being absorbed by anything. You are listening. Thank you. I, wait a minute, sir. In the same way, you can say I am listening to music. Hmm? No, but I am absorbed in that. There is a difference. Yeah. I see that. And there is pleasure in it. Yes. Oh, yes. There is a remembrance. Yes. There is a sense of association of the various notes, various the silence between notes and so on, so on. It's very. But I think here, when you are listening to to the speaker to K, K says, "Listen." 
Don't there is no authority here. There is no this is not a toy you are playing with. This is not something acting as a drug or a stimulant. You are you are you are participating, sharing in a very deep problem. Therefore, you are you are observing, you are looking, you are listening, you are involved totally in what you are doing. Is this state this? Attentive, attentive state, which is open too, because it's not closed on anything. No, it has no border, no, no periphery. No, because attention implies, as we said earlier, there is no centre from which you attend. Right. Moment you have a centre from which you attend, there is a periphery. Of course. There is a circumference. So far. That's a, that periphery, that circumference, maybe hundred miles or little space, but it, there is always a measuring point from here to yeah, there, from, from to me there. to it. Yeah. yeah, sure. But now, all this attention, this it takes. It's a kind of. It almost seems to me like it might be the source of energy. Attention. Attention is the summation of all energy. So the still mind. The mind that is attentive, the mind that is existing to itself or to you or to the world, an attentive mind, which is, uh, which has gathered all its energy, hmm? right? Yes. When it has gathered all energy, there is no fragmentation then. Right. It's only when there is fragmentation there is the dissipation of energy. Would you then call this the source of creation? Is this the source of creativity? Oh, no, that's more creative. That's another concept. I don't want to. I don't mean in the ordinary sense of creation. Is this stillness, the gathering of energy? But therefore, it must be the source of creative of, of action. Then. No, sir. Don't again. I'm you not. see, difficult word like action, creation. Most people act according. To a pattern, of course, or according to an ideal, or according to a motive which they have, mm. and the motive is put together by thought. Therefore, their action is fragmentary. <laughs> now, it all. What do you mean by silent? You can cultivate silence by saying, "I'll be silent for an hour," forcing yourself. Yes. Making an effort not to not to allow thought to wander all over the place, which is concentration. That's all. That is not silence, it, because that silence is the product of thought. The silence we're talking about then is the silence that comes into being when when there is real, attentive interest in whatever is occurring. Yeah. Or would you say? When the mind is not occupied, yes. When the mind is not occupied with anything, but it is very concerned about being not occupied. With I know. Anything. Then, if you are concerned not being occupied, then is off again. Right. But see that only a, an unoccupied mind. 
can see things clearly. Absolutely clear, yes. So an, an, an unoccupied mind is really a silent mind. But that silence has tremendous significance. It is not because that in that silence there is no measure. It isn't continuous silence or superficial silence, because thought has not brought it. Right? So it has tremendous meaning to it. Could this state be called one which is not the outcome of a reaction to anything? Oh, no. Nor does it create a reaction? No, no. Moment have a reaction is the other form of conditioning. Of course. Another form of conditioning. I react to uh, capitalism, suppose. Then I fall into the trap of another conditioning. So to observe without reaction, which we went into at the beginning. To observe without reaction then implies to observe without the me, without the centre. Without the past. Without all the remembering all that. So to observe oneself. And that observation is only possible in the mirror of relationship. Then, so this brings us to the to the, the the crucial aspect. Would could we then say that awareness, the the measureless state of attention, is that love? I know I'm not changing a word. To it. Oh. No, I, I, I don't. So, would you say love? It's a form of energy. No, no. What is love in our in the present day world? Actual. How I feel. How you feel? Pleasure, sex, uh, sensation. Uh, I love champagne. I love uh, God. I love this. All the rest of it. Jealousy, anxiety, fear is involved in what we call love. Surely, pleasure and desire and pursuit of desire and a mind that's frightened is not love. So, can the mind, can a human being living daily free himself from all that? If he can't, there is no love. He may talk about it, he may write endlessly novels about love, boy meeting a girl, and marvellous scenes and conversations and dialogues, but that's not love. This consummation, when I'm attending, when I'm listening, when I'm watching... In that there's care. Tremendous care. Tremendous care. Care implies tenderness, mm-hmm. sense of 
I'm caring. I care. There is a sense of I care for the plant. That means I'll protect it. Put don't put it. Give it enough water, enough sunshine. So I protect it. In the same way, if I care for my for one's daughter or son. I have to care not just when they are little babies, but for the rest of one's life, which means how they behave, how they talk, how they are educated, what education means, all that's implied. Now they care for the babies very much and then throw them to the wolves afterwards. If you have an insight into all this, And being inside implies freedom from all this. Right. Then naturally you have love, you have compassion. Compassion. Are you saying one follows the other, or are they the same? No, not not a sequence. I mean, if you see it instantly, the whole thing drops away, which very people can do. Because they, they, they cling to their own little pleasures and all the rest of it, attachments and all that. But if you see the whole structure of thought and what it does, the inwardness as well as the outwardness of thought, and then it drops, you have an insight, you're gone. The whole real movement then is actually to see what is whether it's false or true or made up ah, by the mind surely, or surely. made up by But surely anything. that's very simple. Everything that thought has created is reality. The chair, but not nature. The chair made of the tree. The tree is not made put together by thought. You're making a distinction then between reality and fact or truth. No, no, no. reality and truth. That's right. The truth Truth is, is, exists only when there is freedom of insight. Insight brings freedom from all the turmoil which thought has created. It's only then there is truth. Not, I am angry, jealous, furious, ambitious and all the rest of it, and I search for truth. It's sheer nonsense. So the source of the the energy of this... So there's the energy of thought. Right. There are two energies, are there? We'll go into it. Energy of thought. Hmm? Yes, there is the energy. Thinking stirs you up to do all sorts of things. Look, all the dynamos in the world and the going up to the moon. Tremendous. Tremendous energy. Yeah, that's right. That's wonderful. Behind that energy, there's a motive of profit, Mm -hmm. a motive of uh, patriotism, Mm -hmm. and Americanism or Japanese or British or whatever it is. Surely, sir. There is only energy, not two types of energy. Energy, which thought creates. Thought is part of that energy. Yes. But but thought says, I'm going to capture the world. Yes. 
I'm going to uh, understand the universe. I'm going to find truth. Then you'd say the energy of stillness is is actually greater than the energy of action in the ordinary sense of activity. No, no, uh, the energy of the, there is energy. Right. Thought, which is also in part of this energy, right. thought has, if one can put it, has limited itself. That's right. Has made itself a fragment. And then acts on the fragment. Or acts according to the fragment. Mm. As a British, as, as a Catholic person, all the rest of the nonsense. But it's still part of that energy. So when thought has its right place, there's no conflict in thought. Therefore, there is an energy which, which is entirely different than the energy of which thought has limited for itself. Is this clear? Mm. I think so. Could one say then that awareness, being aware, is the in a, for the is the source, the the gathering of energy. Therefore, in a sense, the the source of energy. No, sir. No, no, no. Look, sir, there is energy. Right. Uh, the tree is energy. part of this energy. Yes. Huh? The whole universe is part of this energy. Hmm. Thought, through memory, experience, no, exper- experience, knowledge, memory, Mm? Right, which is stored in the brain, has, which becomes the thought, has fragmented itself. Kind of stored energy in a way. It is no fragmented, yes. broken away. Uh, yes, of course, broken away. Mm. Limited itself, and that limited in energy says, "I'm going to conquer the world." Perfect. Mm. But it's limited. When that limitation ends, it is energy. When there is no longer fragmentation, and therefore there is the whole energy, there is no from that to, from that holistic or uh, the whole energy operates in daily life if we can allow it. Yes. So it's really just the the observing, seeing, being. Uh, no, no, observing, observing how the movement of thought, yes. and observing how terribly limited it is. That's it. And how thought has fragmented the world. You and me, we and they, the, the whole. God and devil and the archangels and the uh, Christs and the bishops and the... It's all movement of thought. Therefore, it's all a matter. All that thought is matter. Of course. Because it's stored up in the brain. It must be filmed on the brain. brain. So it's all matter. 
So the whatever thought creates is nothing but ma- uh, sp- nothing but uh, fragmentary forms, matter. Forms, just forms. Yeah. So uh, there is nothing spiritual about it. If we're going to use that word spiritual in the sense, pure energy. Um, uh, but thought, the things thought has created are not sacred. But thought has created the cross or the symbol of Hindus or Buddhists and said that is sacred. Why has it assumed, why has thought assumed that there is another state? Why does it dream? Another state because it, is, it knows very well this th- the thought is very, very fluid, flexible. And uh, there is no security in it. No. So thought invents a security, as God, as uh, Christ, or whatever you like, state. the state, uh, the ideal, and in that it hopes to find security. And that security as neurotic as the other. Right. And the movement of energy has no security. Of course, there is energy, there is no question of seeking energy, seeking security. Therefore, love and compassion is in that there is no security. It's a, it's a summation of all energy. <laughs> 